Lakers lose uh, game one to the Phoenix Suns, 99-90. to Next game coming up on Tuesday. Lakers will have a chance to uh, tie the series up. Uh, man, we got a lot to get into. I'll throw out the phone number right out the uh, right out the gate here. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, Laker fans, your thoughts on the game? Would you like? Would you dislike? What do you think has to happen by the time we get to game two? Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of similar, similar things from that perspective. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Okay, my, my overall thoughts here real quick. Just kind of keep it simple. Um, you're not going to win many games here in the playoffs if Anthony Davis gives you 13-7. and seven. You're just not. Anthony Davis is, and you know, you heard Michael Thompson talking about it during the broadcast. If you're the second best player in the NBA, top five player in the NBA, you can have performances like this. This happens in the playoffs. But if the Lakers are going to get past the Phoenix Suns, if they're going to have a long, sustainable playoff run, we all know this. I'm not breaking news here. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis can't be 13-7. and seven. Um, The thing about AD, too, the 5-16 of 16 field goals, you could have nights that you're not shooting well, but there's no physicality. There is no, I'm going to dominate the paint uh, this afternoon. I'm going to make sure that I'm the best big man on the floor every time um, you know, that whistle blows or that the game starts, the tip starts. I- I'm the best big man that's on the floor. That wasn't the case. DeAndre Ayton was the best big man on the floor earlier today. So that's going to be a lot of the storyline for the Lakers is Anthony Davis could never really get, and go, uh, get it going. Lakers built a hole right out the gate. And, you know, it's kind of a unique game because now we actually have fans. There was 11,000 fans at this game in Phoenix. So there was actually a home court advantage again, which maybe for the last couple of months we didn't pay attention to. Um, But now it's going to kind of start. We'll see how much of an impact that it has. And Phoenix was ready to go. This is a young team that, yes, I know Chris Paul is the 36-year-old veteran and everything else. But after Chris Paul, you got a lot of young players that are chomping at the bit to get an opportunity to play in their first playoff game. And I'm talking about DeAndre and I'm talking about Devin Booker. So from the get-go, the Lakers dug themselves a hole. I know at the end of the first quarter it wasn't that big of a hole. They were only down seven. But for the most part, Lakers were down eight to ten points the entire game. So you're playing catch-up the entire way. Lakers gave 11, 11 points were left at the free-throw line. 17 of 28 from the free-throw line. Lakers had a 16 free-throw advantage. They, they attempted 16 more free-throws than the Phoenix Suns. Yet they only had seven more points uh, from the free throw line. So you could just kind of think of the opportunities that the Lakers had in this one um, from the free throw line, from the struggling, from the three point line, seven to 26. Anthony Davis having, you know, like I mentioned, a bad afternoon. And add all that up, that's going to get you your first loss of a seven game, potential seven game set, 99 to 90, the final score. I put on Twitter, uh, just asking Laker fans to give me their thoughts. And. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I've ever had this many comments come in so quick because I know Laker fans want to give their opinion on this game, and I get the frustration. You know, it, listen, the world's not going to end. This is part of the beauty of being in a seven-game set, and this is why I thought it was going to be so advantageous. Finally, okay, think about the last two weeks of the season. You didn't know who you were playing. You didn't know if you're going to be in this playing tournament. You didn't even know the times of your final weekend of the game, and I, I thought that once kind of there's more structure here, uh, now you know who you're going to play, who that opponent is. Lakers are going to come back. They're going to make their adjustments in game two. But you just kind of look at that game against the Golden State Warriors where the Lakers barely squeaked by. And then this first game against the Phoenix Suns, um, it's not a good start, right? And the playing tournament I know is not playoffs, but Lakers needed a 
35-footer from LeBron just to get out of the playing tournament, which then we know Golden State got eliminated by Memphis. And then in, in game one against the Suns, Phoenix uh, controlled the game for the most part the entire game. Yet small little runs. You know, I tweeted out, you can't take Alex Caruso out of games anymore. I mean, if, if there's one guy that you're never going to have to question whether he can be impactful, he's going to throw his body around and everything else, that would be a perfect example. It's Alex Caruso. Okay, let, let's start taking some phone calls. Uh, by the way, you can now live stream the show on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook Live. So we're doing that right now. So we appreciate you guys tuning in there. If you're on 710 ESPN, you're driving around Southern California, we greatly appreciate it as well. And then, of course, the ESPN app or uh, on iTunes. Anyone that wants to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Let's start off. Steve in La Habra. Steve, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? Hey, buddy, you know how uh, uh, Friday I, I did an Ask Slee? That's I, right. You better not. I bet, and I bet that the Suns were going to cover, and they did, because mm. the Lakers are horrible against Golden State. And I, I'm calling about Anthony Davis, and over you know all the shows you've had with Lakers Talk, I've told you how Anthony Davis, to me, is not even one of the top ten players in the league. He has no heart. If you had his body and Caruso's, heart in his he'd be the greatest player in the league like you said pre-game and even during the game michael thompson calls him out he is so huge so big so strong but he just hovers around the outside uh, forget about the shooting how many rebounds did he have i mean come on he last season he went playoff seven season. rebounds any re- seven rebounds. Game, last year that, that's not enough for a man that big mm-hmm Please. How about by the, by the way, by the way, Stephen, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in. We we'll get to some more calls here. How about free throw attempts? Only five free throw attempts. And listen, I I know this will be part of the theme here, and this is going to be nothing. You know, I've had the privilege to get to sit in front of this microphone doing these Lakers pre post for the last two years. Every time Anthony Davis has a bad game, he usually responds with a, a good game. So we're going to get a chance to hear from AD here, and when we do, I guarantee you he's going to be the first one to say, "I got to be better." Um, I guarantee you he's going to be the first one. I'm ready. Uh, just let's get Tuesday. Let's start Tuesday's game. But at the same time, this isn't you know the regular season anymore. So obviously these games are magnified more. Individual performances are magnified more. Um, so this will be certainly part of the conversation, I'm sure, from a lot of Laker fans. Uh, let's go to DJ in Los Angeles. DJ, thank you for calling, bud. What's going on? You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. How you doing, Alan? Good, man. Thank you. Hey, I mean, uh, honestly, we shouldn't be so worried. Like, didn't you see last year? Uh, we everyone thought, oh, the Lakers are losing their first game. It's not good. I mean, we still won the championship after losing the first game. I mean, there's nothing to be really uh, worried about right now. It's true, DJ. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit on that. And I appreciate you calling in. I don't think we could take much away from how the Lakers won a championship last year and their path to win a championship this year. I just mentioned this. There were eleven thousand fans for the Phoenix Suns. The Knicks-Atlanta game, Knicks are supposed to have 15,000 fans will be their capacity. Um, and I hope the Lakers are not too far behind from that as well. Home court's going to play uh, play a factor. It didn't in the Orlando bubble. The Orlando bubble was such a unique circumstance. It's tough for me to get examples from how the Lakers won a championship there and their path to win a championship this upcoming year. So I, I get the don't overreact part. You're right about that. That, that that part's completely fair. But it doesn't mean the Lakers couldn't have had a better game one. It doesn't mean the Lakers couldn't have had a better start to the series. It doesn't mean the Lakers should have should have been out-rebounded and um, outscored points in the paint. 
And, you know, to be honest with you, too, this Phoenix Suns team, they're, um, I, I listened to Danny Green on Friday, who was on uh, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin and uh, with Travis as well. And Danny Green kept talking about how, and this has been the conversation the last couple of weeks, you might want to catch the Lakers early because if you can catch them early, they might not, that rhythm might not be there yet. I don't know about you guys, but from what I've watched and what I've listened these last two games, there's really been no rhythm for the Lakers. There wasn't rhythm against the Warriors. LeBron kind of uh, um, saved the Lakers, you could say, with that three-pointer. And then today, kind of the same thing, not much rhythm. It's not like the Lakers are flowing and it's perfect basketball and we're all sitting there saying, God, this ball movement's great. Look at the Lakers all pulling the rope in the same direction on the defensive side. So there are some holes right now with the Lakers that this is part of a seven-game set. You could fix some of those by the time you come back on Tuesday. All right, let me uh, let me take another quick call here. Let's go to Sam in L.A. Sam, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Sam? How's it, how's it going? Yeah, so I, I completely agree with you. You know, it's obvious uh, AD's the difference maker. For sure, no doubt, when he plays well, the Lakers play well. But I think something, you know, people aren't talking about much is Montrezl Harrell. I mean, he's just, he's just such a difference maker. He brings a dog mentality. The only real true run the Lakers had that game was when, obviously, CP, CB3 went down, but Harrell was an absolute dog, and I don't think he gets enough minutes. Him That's and Caruso. Him and Caruso. Yeah, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. And Caruso. That's what I was going to say next. Absolutely. I just don't see a reason why those two shouldn't play more. All right, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Um, let's do this when we come back. We'll take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. I got a couple clips here that I want to play from uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, but we'll really focus on the calls. Thank you for being a part of the show. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Devin Booker up the left side, goes right to the rim, blocked by Anthony Davis, grabbed by Andre Drummond. Spectacular block by A.D. from behind. Dennis Schroeder has it coming the other way for the Lakers. Schroeder driving baseline, goes underneath the basket, top of the key, Davis. A.D. back Schroeder behind the three-point line, left side. Schroeder, guarded by Chris Paul, goes around a pick from A.D. Schroeder pulls up, 15-footer, right elbow, good. And the Lakers lead, two zip. That was early in the game. A.D. would end up with three blocks on the game. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdriana's.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts. Just savings, 99-90, to 90, the final score. Uh, Suns handle the Lakers in game one. Let me, let me read off a couple quick tweets here. Um, let's start off with repeat SZN. Says, we miss free throws. We also miss a good amount of open threes. AD was terrible, and yet we are still in the game for a good portion of it. I think we'll be fine. Uh, another one I want to read here. Lakers John 24. If DeAndre Ayn is going to be the best big on the floor, the Lakers will not win this series. Um, one more here, Todd, uh, McShaughnessy says, uh, AD got outplayed. LeBron was too passive in the second half. 
Not sure if he was trying to get the team involved for the next game, but he needed to take over. So, look, this is going to be, um, and I mentioned this, this is going to be the conversation here for the next couple of days, and the only thing this Lakers team can do is come in on Tuesday and kind of shut everybody up, to be honest with you. And that that's, you know, we're all, we'll do the same thing here on 710. We'll, we'll react to how the Lakers played, how they have to be better. They got outplayed. Phoenix outplayed the Lakers in game one. Is it disappointing? It definitely was. You're lucky that it's a seven-game set. Here's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel specifically on Anthony Davis uh, this afternoon. Yeah, well, Phoenix brought a, a lot more attention to him, obviously, obviously because of that game. And, um, you know, they, they did a great job. You know, give them credit. They did a, a, good, a good job limiting his touches and then bringing double teams when he did get in and making things difficult for him. But you know, there's ways we can be better uh, to take advantage of him. And you know, like I said, we'll look at the tape and be better in game two. You know, there's um, the, it's not a surprise here, right? This is what Phoenix is going to do. They're going to say, okay, you throw the ball down to Anthony Davis. By the way, Aiton's having to guard Drummond, so it's not like they even have a big on uh, on um, Anthony Davis. I'll have Jay Crowder on. They'll kind of try some different players. But one of the things I'd like to see is just AD get better positioning down low. Um, not get the ball 16 feet away from the basket and you know the double team is coming and then he gives it away and then he never touches it again. So try to get the ball a little bit deeper. I remember back in the days, I'm not making any comparisons to Shaq and Anthony Davis, but every time the double came on Shaq, he'd kick it out. And then by the time he kicked the ball out, he was starting to kind of work his way even closer to the basket. So when they threw it back down to Shaq, he was going up or he was getting fouled. One of the two was going to happen. And I think there's opportunities for that for Anthony Davis. Yes, a double team's going to come, you kick it out, but go back to AD. Or if you're AD, get better positioning so that you're putting yourself in a position that by the time we get to halftime, you've already been to the free throw line 10 times. Aiton's already got three fouls. Jay Crowder, and by the way, those I think both those guys had three fouls in the first half each. But there, there is no answer to Anthony Davis, so I definitely think that has, uh, that has something to do with it as well. Okay, let me take a couple more quick phone calls here. Let's go to... Nathan in West Covina. Nathan, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. Hey, how's it going, Alan? Good, man. Thank you. I was actually, you know, I'm I'm a little disappointed in the game, obviously, because we took the, we took the loss. But um, I just feel like the Lakers need to stick to their identity, man. I mean, we've been the number one defense all year. Um, and by sticking to their identity, I mean the, all this doubling on Booker. Um, he, the guy scored 34 points on us still. Mm-hmm. We were doubling him. Chris Paul goes out. Nothing changes. Um, we're the number one defense for a reason. I mean, lock him down, put LeBron on him for a little bit. I understand we got to save LeBron's legs. You know, we're expecting a long series, a long playoff. But, I mean, we're the number one defense for a reason. And I, and I agree with, with AD. I mean, he looks lethargic out there, not enough energy. And, I mean, he needs to, he needs to dominate the paint. I mean, he's, he's, he's a big dude. And, again, it just all goes back to the defense. I mean, Devin Booker is going to beat us regardless whether we double him or not, obviously, in that show tonight. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, let's go to let's go to Sereno in Inglewood. Sereno, you're on the uh, Pizza Lakers Post Game Show. Hey man, thanks for taking my call. You got um, it. I just wanted to talk about why did we go out and sign Ben McElmore to hit threes if we don't give him any burn? I mean, KCP was missing wide open threes. Yeah, he missed shot he missed a couple big momentum shifters if KCP could have hit him. I mean, we were. I mean, there was points where we were at the cusp of a run, mm-hmm. and we needed we needed a strong three to solidify that run, and we were just breaking. And if if we're not hitting threes, I don't understand why we're not attacking the paint, possession after possession with everyone. Caruso just send everyone at him, see who can we can get into foul trouble, and then just play play that game. 
I just we can't. We're losing you right there, Serena. Appreciate you calling in, Matt. I, I got the point. Basically, at the end of the day, um, want to try want to try to get Ben Mclemore. You know, the the rotations are actually going to be very interesting, and I, I think walking into this, so Lakers play ten games or ten guys. Um, in this afternoon's game, and that's with THT getting seven minutes, so it's not like he got 20 minutes or anything like that. I'm very curious at how the, as the series progresses, what guys will, will kind of get those guaranteed minutes and what guys will Coach Vogel say, I'm, I got to roll the dice here, let me try something different. And I'm not saying there's going to be an overreaction after one game, but if the Lakers, like you mentioned, are struggling from the three-point line, will Ben McLemore get 10 minutes to see if he can go on a hit three threes in a game or something along those lines? Um, we kept saying this, how how much depth that the Lakers have, but when you do get into the playoffs, the, the idea and the thought process is those rotations tighten up a little bit. Uh, let me grab a couple more a couple more calls here. Let's go to um, Pyome in uh, Anaheim Hills. Thank you for calling in. You're on the Pizza Lakers postgame show. Hi, Alan. Uh, how are you? Um, my one of my issues I had was, as you were saying, regards to Anthony Davis and maybe more on the block. Um, regards to, I don't know why. I mean, Marcus Gasol didn't get any burn in regards to the game. I felt that if Marcus Gasol played, it would not only like open up the floor and the flow and the spacing, but it also would ensure that AD can play more down low and Gasol's passing. I just I mean, it frustrates me in regards to right. Take probably, uh, probably takes Aiton out of the uh, out of the paint a little bit as well. Appreciate you calling in. Let me let me uh, get a couple more calls in here. Let me read off on Facebook. Brian Gons, Los Angeles Lakers scores didn't show up. Caruso had to guard Booker all game. Whoever guards CP3 has to ensure he's shooting every possession. Lakers have to rebound. Lakers in five. All right. Brian thinks uh, everything's going to be okay. Uh, everything's going to be okay. You know, it it, it is. It just kind of shows you how tough of a series this is to predict. So we did our prediction coming into the game. And, you know, you heard John and Michael talking about it. Michael even joking around. Uh, Michael, I don't know if he said sweep or gentleman sweep, but it might have been just a, a straight sweep. I said Lakers in six. Travis and I were talking about it on Friday. John today said Lakers in seven. So it just kind of shows how all over the place even all of us are in this series. Like you're walking into a series where – I'm a huge fan of the matchup, and I kept, you know, saying this here that as long as Lakers are healthy, you know, grabbing Phoenix first round, and let's say you didn't get the Clippers, or let's say you didn't get the Utah Jazz, which, by the way, who knows how all that unfolds? Clippers lose their first game. Jazz are not going to have Donovan Mitchell in the in the, their first game against Memphis. So here are the Phoenix Suns. Probably, you know, all they've heard over the last week or so is that. Um, uh, they're an easier first-round matchup to take on of all these other teams. But the regular season, we can't even use as any examples because what happened in the regular season? They played three times. A um, couple of the games, Anthony Davis doesn't play. A couple of the games, LeBron doesn't play. I mean, you can't take anything away from those games. So these are all kind of the first time all teams, all three of these, uh, or both of these teams are at full strength. All right, let's go to... Let's try Rich in Los Angeles. Rich, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Rich? Thank you. Uh, there's been a pattern that's been going on, which, again, was exemplified today. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last 10, 12 games, that is whenever the Lakers get within striking distance in the fourth quarter, eight points, 10 points, and what have you, 
with three to four minutes left, they start launching threes. Mm -hmm. You're not going to close a 10-point gap by shooting threes. You've got two, if not three, phenomenal people that can drive to the basket, meaning LeBron, Schroeder, even Caruso, and you keep Davis under there, you know, in case that uh, you, you have to toss it to him. And then, uh, you know, if, if it, you're covered, you have KCP, and the, as the previous caller said, you know, McLemore to throw to. But they do it over and over and over. And when you drive and you get the, those baskets, and 50 60% of the time you'll get a foul call on the opposing team, but that, that's that, that, that's the part your too. Your defense will tighten mm-hmm. up. And I, tighten up your defense. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. And that's the thing I think why we're, we're talking so much about Anthony Davis. The AD portion of this is you're going to have a bad shooting night. It happens. Not every time you're going to come out, you're going to shoot 60% from the field. Not every night you're going to come out and shoot 50% from the field. But the free throw lines. Get to the free throw line if you're AD. You can't have five free throw attempts. You just can't. You're too good, and there's not enough of an answer for you to be depending on the perimeter. Um, by the way, how many times do you see it happen where players get things going inside the paint or they get to the free throw line, all of a sudden now they're in a rhythm where that 17-footer comes more in a rhythm is easier, and then a 22-footer becomes easier. Um, I feel like AD is almost kind of working backwards. He's starting on the perimeter and trying to get his game going there rather than making that happen from inside the paint. All right, more of your phone calls coming up next. Uh, plus, we'll get a chance. I know AD's talking right now, so we'll get a chance to hear some of uh, Anthony Davis's thoughts on this first game. Lake fans, if you also want to chime in on this, what changes do the Lakers need to make in Game 2? So we'll do all that coming up next. 99-90, to Suns over the Lakers. Lakers down one game to nothing in this potential best-of-seven set. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Lakers lose 99-90 to to the Phoenix Suns. One game down. Lakers got to obviously figure out how to uh, get back on track this upcoming Tuesday. By the way, tip-off will be at 7 p.m. in Phoenix. We'll start our pregame show at 5.30. Uh, Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how. Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956, Vista Paint. Lakers, they lose the points in the paint battle 52 to 44. They lose the rebounding 47 to 33. And that's with Andre Drummond pulling down nine rebounds. But between Drummond and AD, what they have, nine and seven, so 16 rebounds there. Um, Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns. 34 points, 8 assists, and 7 rebounds. Take a listen to Coach talking about uh, Devin Booker's 34-point performance. Yeah, he's a score machine and uh, you know, puts a lot of pressure on our defense uh, to cover him in a lot of ways. And, and when we, we double-team, uh, he got Aiton in there on the, on the glass. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, we didn't do a good enough job. You know, But we hold this team to 99 points again in game two. I feel good about our chances. You know, We have to score the ball better offensively. Yeah, that's actually that's a that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, 
Lakers do hold Phoenix to under 100 points. They just had no flow at all on offense. But Devin Booker, it seemed like whatever the Lakers tried to do, so if if he isolates you, um, he'll either pull up and hit an 18-foot jumper over you, he'll find a way to get to the basket, uh, and then when you double-team him, he's smart enough to get rid of the ball, but they were still creative on how to get him the ball and still get him into his spots. But Phoenix, you know, it's not like they played a perfect game either, but one of the things I thought Phoenix did is they were always putting the pressure on the Lakers. They always felt like they were in control of the game where the Lakers, that wasn't the case. It felt like Lakers were always playing from behind for the most part. Um, okay, let me read off a couple things here, and then uh, we'll take some more phone calls. HW Knight on YouTube. If your team shot 17 of 28 from the free throw line, did the refs really matter? It's a good point. Um I got somebody here on YouTube too talking about Kuz. What did Kuz end up with? I don't think Kuz made a bucket today. Kuz make a shot. Let me see here. Zero points, three rebounds, 0-2, 19 points. Not looking for a shot either. I mean, you know, there was a time in Kuz's career where I think Laker fans were saying, hey, you got to be smart. You got to be, uh, you got to kind of pick and choose when to take your shots. This kind of stretch here for Kuzma, I don't even know if he's looking at the basket and with the way some of these other Laker players are shooting from the three-point line, he should definitely look to try to get into a rhythm as well. He's trying to be selfless, and I appreciate that because there, there was a, a point of his career where you didn't know. Is Kuz trying to get his own, or is he trying to do what's in the best interest of the team? Now he's probably trying too much to do it the other way. If you get some open look, Kuz, I mean, he, he should take them. Okay, let me, uh, let, me, let me take a couple phone calls here, and then as soon as we get, I'm going to play some portions of this uh, AD interview here in just a second. All right, let's go to Justin in L.A. Justin, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, Alan. Um, I just want to say, um, do you think that um, a big role of the crowd being erupting um, had a part of the Lakers' defeat today? I, I think You know, it's funny, Justin, that you say that, and I appreciate you calling in. It's kind of a different angle to take, and probably some Laker fans are going to say, well, who the hell cares if there's fans at the arena? That was actually a home court. I mean, now I think we're at the point where home court does matter. Um, there was 11,000 fans for the Suns at this game. And there's other factors that kind of come into that. Phoenix hasn't had a playoff run in how long? Since the Nash days. Since the Steve Nash days. This is our first playoff appearance. I think I think it was 11 years. This is our first playoff appearance. So it kind of has a combination with a lot of things to do. We had you know some fans, 6,000 fans at the last Laker game. And um, this was on banner night. And I actually kind of could start feeling that, oh my gosh, Laker fans are are finally here. Where imagine if you're Phoenix and you not only, have, because of COVID, you've had such a small amount of fans uh, at the games, but then on top of that, your team hasn't been good in so long. And Phoenix, listen, they're, they were the number two team in the Western Conference. I, I think a lot of that did have to do with their health, but you also got to give them credit. So to answer your question, if I think... Uh, I think home court's going to start playing more and more advantage in the entire, all these series in the NBA. Now, if you're the Lakers, you can go grab game two, and it's not going to be a big shock or anything like that. A lot of these guys, you think LeBron's worried about playing in Phoenix on a road game? This dude's been doing it against the Bostons of the world, the Golden States, against the My, uh, against Miamis, or even when he was with Miami. So there's certain players I don't think it's going to have too much of an effect on. Jimmy in L.A. Jimmy, thank you for calling in. You're on the Pizza at Lakers postgame show. Hey, Alan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say congratulations on your show. Um, Appreciate but it. I wanted to get into uh, – I wanted to agree with you guys. Everybody's saying that AD didn't do well. 
um, that uh, KCP didn't really start off too well. I honestly think Caruso needs to be in the starting lineup against Booker, mm-hmm. and we kind of throw double teams at him here and there to try and just get the ball out of his hands and maybe let Chris Paul shoot a little bit more because he was really poor, kind of seemed off. So well, I just want to well, get your thoughts on maybe that. Yeah, I'll say this, Jimmy. Um, l- let me put it this way, and thank you for calling in. Whatever the backcourt guards play, how, how many amount of minutes that they actually play. So let, let me use as an example here. Um, Schroeder played 34 minutes. KCP, KCP played 35 minutes. I don't know about Laker fans out there, but Caruso should be playing the same exact minutes uh, at, at the minimum of what the rest of the backcourt is playing. And I'm saying that because I, I almost can't find ways to take this dude out of the game, whether he's hustling all over the place on defense, or he's taking charges, or he's being aggressive trying to get to the basket, or he's shooting with confidence and taking jumpers, whatever the case is. Good things happen when Alex Caruso is on the floor. That's my observation on on AC. 24 minutes for the Lakers, had 10 points, 4 of 9 from the field. Is he a perfect player? He's not. We had a caller call in earlier and say, you know, if Anthony Davis played like Alex Caruso, he'd be the best player in the world. I'm not going to argue that. But that's what makes AC who he is. He's kind of always had that chip on his shoulder. Didn't have those opportunities. Now that he's got those these opportunities with the Lakers, uh, he's damn sure uh, making sure that nobody takes away those minutes from him. But to answer your question, whether Caruso gets in the starting lineup or not, which I don't think he will, um, he should be playing as many minutes as KCP, as Dennis Schroeder. I, I don't think that's a stretch there to say by any uh, imagination. I think Caruso, if he's playing, if, if KCP is going to get 30, he should get 30. If Dennis Schroeder is going to get 30, he should get 30. And that's how much Caruso, I think, can impact a game on, uh, you know, obviously on both sides of the ball, but specifically on the defensive end. All right, let's uh, let's go to let's go to Justin in Dallas. Justin, uh, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Justin? Uh, hey, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to be quick. Uh, I, I completely agree with you on Caruso. That guy definitely needs more playing time. You know, he, I, he, I agree you don't really necessarily need to start him, you know, but you definitely need to give him more, more minutes um, and, and because, you, because you, you, you saw, like, when, when, he, when he went in the game, you know, like... Kind of changes he, the mood, you know? Yeah, yeah, for both the Lakers and the Suns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, he he was a complete pest to the Suns, and you, you know, you, it got you know campaign thrown thrown out of the game. Like he he's not afraid to get get dirty. Like you know, even his not even his like you know, yeah, just 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 him being on the floor, you know, really changes everything on both ends. Um, and I yeah, I, I do agree with you and the and the rest of the cars. Anthony Davis has got to be better. He's he's got he's got to be bigger. He's got to impose as well on the paint. And he's and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's he's just got to be big. Like if I'm not mistaken, he had like zero rebounds going into halftime. Um, maybe one. I will. Maybe, maybe yeah, one or may, two. I can't remember one. off the top of my head. I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have a, a quick question for you. I'll take your answer off the air. Um, Jeff Van Gundy mentioned that that Anthony Davis plays um, better when he's a five and not the four. Do you th- um, you you asked if if the Lakers should make any changes? Do you feel like Coach Bogle should should um, like just have Drummond come off the bench and just you know star Anthony Davis as a five and like 
go a little. We'll have the entire Laker roster start out smaller, and you know, have the floor spread out. Well, I, I will say, and I appreciate you calling in. The the way the Lakers came back against the Golden State Warriors, it wasn't from sheer size. They actually went smaller. Um, whether that happens against the Phoenix Suns or not you could definitely expect adjustments to be had. I thought actually Andre Drummond did what he could. I mean, Drummond ended up with 12 points and nine rebounds. But it's also, you know, part of the if, – if it's a lack of spacing, it's, okay, well, there's too the, – the middle is too clogged, so you got to just kind of have shooters there, whatever the case is. AD is good enough to kind of figure things out here. And, and Coach is obviously good enough to figure out making his adjustments on what – kind of how to accommodate to Anthony Davis. But I will tell you, the five free throws, the seven rebounds, the five of 16 from the field, this one of those games, whether there was whether he was at the five or he was at the four, whatever the case is, um, just one of those games for Anthony Davis. But we're in the playoffs. So in the postseason, those types of games, you obviously got to just kind of put behind you and come in in game two. Last game against Phoenix, he had 42 points. Forget how many rebounds he had. He might have had 12 or 13 or 14 or something along those lines. Three blocks and three steals. So obviously the Suns made their adjustments. Now it's uh, the Lakers' turn to make some adjustments. Okay, when we come back, we'll hear from Anthony Davis. We'll get a chance to um, listen to how uh, Phoenix defended him, uh, what he's got to do to play better. So all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. 99 to 90, the final score. Phoenix Suns over the Lakers. Game two coming up on Tuesday. Get yeah, one more in Phoenix before the Lakers come back to Staples Center. They'll play Thursday and Sunday. Uh, that'll be game three and four. So we obviously know the Lakers got to get back on track this uh, this upcoming Tuesday. Tip off will be at seven. Pre-game will be at five thirty. Okay, take a listen to this. So Anthony Davis did get a chance to address the media. I think this will probably. Uh, Probably answer a lot of questions from a Laker perspective. Uh, take a listen to Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, very dominant. And I think tonight, well, today, uh, we had it going. I had a couple threes, you know, um, we get to the paint drum. So I kind of just got lost in the offense. You know, but I still have to be a certain find ways to, to get the ball. Um, it just kind of took me out of rhythm. But, you know, that, that's, that's on me. I still got to find ways to <clears throat> make plays um, on that end of the floor offensively so like I say it's on me I'm not not too worried about my performance Um, I know I'll be better Um, I know we'll be better Um, the game to let go so this has happened before with Anthony Davis I was mentioning right the right the the start of the postgame show Um, this is now the second year that I've got a chance to do pre and post, so I'm listening every single game, listening to the players, the coach. But Anthony Davis specifically is always an interesting one to me because this is not a dude that shies away from saying, that's on me. And you just heard him. You just literally, that clip I played, it's titled, This Game Is On Me. Um, But we've also seen from Anthony Davis that he comes back the next game and he does deliver. And to be honest with you, that's the expectations right now. The expectations from a lot of Laker fans He's going to hear a lot of noise over these next two days. He is. He's going to hear it on a national front. He's going to hear it on a local front right here in L.A. A lot of the comments that I've been getting on all our social platforms, on Twitter, um, you know, and even with these calls here, Laker fans, what are they saying? AD's got to be better. So this upcoming game on Tuesday, uh, one of two things are going to happen. Either Anthony Davis is going to respond with one of those games that we've seen him respond on, 
and put up 35 and get his 12, 13 rebounds and get to the free throw line 10 times and have two blocks and two steals. And if it's not something like that coming off a Lakers win, then Laker fans will obviously be disappointed. And But that's going to be the expectations for Anthony Davis. I haven't really mentioned LeBron James this entire postgame show because the, the, the attention automatically went to Anthony Davis. So he's going to have those those expectations on his shoulders this upcoming Tuesday, and I think he'll deliver. Um, there's no reason why he wouldn't. There's no reason why he doesn't turn the page on this game one and get back into a rhythm and everything else. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, coming into Phoenix, of course you want to grab two games. Don't get me wrong. But pretty much every time you go on the road, your goal is to split. You hear that so many times in sports. Okay, if we can just get one of these two, we walk back into Staples Center this upcoming Thursday, and the series is tied one to one. We're in good shape, and that's what the Lakers got in front of them. But they're gonna have to play. You know, like I said, they're gonna have to play much better than they did uh, this afternoon if they're gonna get up, uh, get there. Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, thank you for calling, bud. You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers post game show. Appreciate the opportunity. Um, so many things were a little bit uh, upsetting today, to say at the least. First of all, you lost to a team with a banged-up Chris Paul, and you still lost. Absolutely. Three-point shooting, yep, that, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Number two, three-point shooting, uh, abhor- horrible, as, as often plagues the Lakers. Fine, go to the basket, go to the rack, get your, get, go to the free-throw line. Don't leave 11 points on the free-throw line. So if we thought this was going to be a cakewalk with Phoenix, that they were going to be the quote-unquote better matchup, you got your wake-up call today, and you better turn things around in game two because that team, the Suns, came ready to play today. I don't, I did not see that in the Lakers. Appreciate you calling and, in. Thank uh, you, Solomon. Thank you, buddy. Let, let me squeeze in a couple more calls here. Let's go to uh, Juan in Glendale. Juan, what's going on, buddy? Thank you for calling in. Hey, uh, hey Sleeve, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, I'm actually here in Phoenix, man. I just left downtown Phoenix. Um, man, one thing that really bugged me today, man, was uh, how can you not put in Macklemore in, man? I mean, our three-point shooting was horrible today. Macklemore could come in there and bust four or five in a row within two minutes. And that's where I have a problem with uh, Vogel. Sometimes he thinks too much defense and we need offense. When you're with LeBron, you need three-point shooting. That'll get the, keep the team going. And uh, unbelievable, man. Macklemore should have had at least 15 to 20 minutes. Unbelievable. Well, well, Juan, since you're in Arizona, fix things over there. I mean, get this team ready for Tuesday, all right? Appreciate appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you for calling in. All right, let me get a couple more calls here. David, who's calling all the way out from New York. David, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on the Pizza Lakers postgame show. Hi, Alan. Huge fan, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes. What is the goal of a team that doesn't have home court advantage? The split, right? Absolutely. So, people, pop the brakes. Let's the Lakers are the Lakers. They're champions for a reason. So, you know what I mean, people. I, I understand the doubt, but come on, man. I'm I'm an old man. I'm almost sixty. We watch the Lakers in '71 and '72. <laughs> this happens all the time. We just gotta just gotta relax. Everybody's just gotta relax. Appreciate right? you calling in. Thank you, David. And, and I'll say this too. Listen, this is part of the look. <laughs> This is the world that we live in. Everyone will react right away. I I fall into this trap too, but especially in LA when it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, You're right. You walk away with a split this upcoming Tuesday. I think you accomplish your goal coming back to Staples Center. But it also kind of puts this pressure on, man, you don't want want to fall 
2-0 to the Phoenix Suns. So that's why I think Tuesday's game is going to have a lot of stock to it. I will say this too. I, I think the Lakers understand that. And this is obviously a championship pedigree team. So they know how important it's going to be uh, to obviously turn things around. Let, let me play a quick clip here. This is uh, from LeBron. So LBJ, um, just talking about the uh, obviously the loss, talks about just as simple as this. We got to make shots. Take a listen to LeBron. Uh, you know, it's never just one guy. Um, but I love when AD uh, puts that pressure on himself. Uh, you know, we're a better team when, when he's aggressive. We're a better team uh, when he demands the ball. And um, but we all got to do the job a lot better as well. Uh, yeah, tonight was a, a, a good, a great opportunity for us to uh, uh, to play better. Obviously, we didn't do that, but we look forward to game two. You've spoken before about game one being a feel-out game for you, uh, LeBron, and you've got to take it in, you watch the film, et cetera. And I know you'll do that again, but is there any initial impressions that you saw from this Phoenix team that differed from what you saw in the regular season? Um, no, we know how great of a team we're playing. That's why they're number two team in the league. Um, but we got to make shots. Um, you know, we did a hell of a job defensively. Obviously, Book, you know, played um, exceptionally well. You know, uh, Gante's group made a lot of shots, but, you know, we held this team 99 points. I mean, we got to... We got to put the ball on the ball as well. We got to put some pressure on their defense. And, uh, tonight, we didn't do that. All right, that's LBJ right there. You heard uh, Trudell in the background. Troy in Newport Beach. Troy, you're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. What's going on, Troy? Hey, um, hey, I'm going to get a little analytical, a little nerdy, so follow me on this. Let's do it. The Lakers, the Lakers will not win in the modern NBA playing two bigs at the same time. Right now, they're stuck with AD and Drummond starting, mm-hmm. and they either go to AD or Montrez throughout the course of the game or Gasol. They need to scrap that, move AD to the five, and here's why. The defense is way too slow trying to defend these quick perimeter teams, such as the Sun in the modern NBA. They can't switch on their rotations quick enough defensively, and they're leaving either they either get exploited and driven by, or they leave guys open trying to get back to the guys. So they're getting torched on defense and on the offensive side, playing two bigs clogs up the lane and LeBron can't drive anymore, which is what he's so great at. LeBron either drives and gets easy buckets or kicks it out to the three point snipers on the wings. So simply put, the Lakers are way too slow and cannot function with these two bigs at the same time on the court. Troy, let's, let's see. And I appreciate we're coming to a close here. Thank you for calling in. Let's see if your theory holds up. And as we progress through not just this round against the Phoenix Suns, but you know, obviously hopefully a long playoff run, if we're going to start seeing AD more at the five. There's something to what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. Um, I think there are times you know, when you have – game is a little bit more fluid when AD is at the five. You're able to switch more on the defensive side. Um, uh, LeBron's got space to go to the basket, and it's not clogged. I get all that. I don't disagree with you at that. Let's see how, what the Lakers do because they got a lot of options. They have everything they possibly need is sitting on that roster. Um, whether they need more shooting, whether they need more bigs, whether they need to go small, whether they need more toughness, everything is there. Now they just got to put it together. So that's where we are. Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns 99-90. to couple quick shout-outs here. Uh, thank you to Jesse Lopez, Laura Roma Lopez. Uh, Carlos Saisu and Rebecca Womble internally here at the station. We pre- appreciate everybody that called into the show and everybody that's uh, watching on all our different uh, social platforms. We uh, greatly appreciate that as well. Next Lakers game will be Tuesday. So that's game two, 7 p.m. tip-off, pregame show with myself and Michael at 5.30. As for uh, 7.10, start tuning in tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., 
Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin. Of course, Travis is a part of that show. And then Travis and I will do our show from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. tomorrow. And then I got Lakers talk tomorrow night as well from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So let's just say uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation about the Lakers leading into game two for the Lakers. So appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This has been the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.